Hey there! Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. Hello, hello. Hey, man. What's going on? Not too much. Uh, let's hear it for the Transatlantic Cable. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. And the technical marvels of the 18th century that are allowing us to do this. Uh, yeah, the, the challenges of uh, traveling and trying to work and having family. and uh, <laughs> You're a digital nomad now, man. Pod, podcasting and all this. I'm, uh, it's like a crash course in a week on this stuff. So it's, uh, it's not boring, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know how people do it long term. It's uh, it's a lot. Well, how long are you guys going to be? Uh, you guys are in Ireland right now, right? Uh, yes, we're in Ireland. We're in Dublin now for five days, then going to the West Coast. Uh, so Dublin's like on the East Coast and going pretty much straight west to Galway and staying on a sheep farm for a couple days. Uh, yeah, which will be awesome. So there will be no podcasting from the sheep farm, I imagine. No, I don't, I'm sure there's – I don't even know what I'm going to do for internet. But um, And then going to uh, going to Spain after that for a month. That's pretty cool. You're going to hit the Business of Software Conference there in Ireland? When is that? Yeah, I don't know. It's soon. I saw uh, Anders Peterson asked me about that um, on Twitter. I have no idea when it is. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm not going to go. Uh, not uh, not my, my kind of deal right now, I don't think. Cool. Yeah. How are things with you? Um, same old shit, different day, man. Really. Yeah. Um, there's, since MicroConf, I, it's been like a roller coaster around here, really. Like business-wise and personal life-wise. So. Uh, you know, I, have we we haven't talked since MicroConf, have we? I don't so. think so. It's been a few weeks, and I don't think we've talked. No, it's like you know, there's this huge buildup to MicroConf. For me, that's a big kind of a deadline where I was trying to get a lot done so I could have a lot to talk to people about. And uh, so afterwards, there's a bit of a letdown, and it's like you know, I, I, depression's not the right word, but there's like you know, just a palpable malaise where you're just like, ah, you know, what's my motivation right now? <laughs> what am I? What's next? What's the next step? Um, yeah. And so just kind of work through that. Then we had a, uh, we kind of lost in the family and then we had to put down a cat and, you know, just, just stuff, you know, life happens. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of eaten up the, the month since microconf really. So, uh, a dip in motivation since microconf, um, how, how is the business right now? How is mastermind jam? Uh, this is, uh, well, the, the month of, uh, April was good. Um, best month to date. Month of May so far started off great with a, you know, couple big sales and then it tanked with a couple big refunds. So we are at, oh. we're at zero right now. There are a couple offsetting activities. And, um, so it, you know, it, it was really a bummer because I felt like, oh man, May is off to a roaring start. Um, picking up the momentum we, we had built up in March and April. And, uh, I had, um, kind of pursued a high profile new customer since oh well before microconf middle of march suffice it to say it was a lot of work to get this customer on board and um then it feels like the wheels are falling off of his group and i've had a couple refund requests and um so maybe i pursued a customer when i shouldn't have it's feeling like maybe uh that customer might have been the problem in that group oh so, interesting yeah you know, so I'm going through a similar thing right now where I, I am uh, in discussions with someone mm -hmm. uh, for, to be a potential customer and they were referred to me. 
by a very difficult customer of the a very difficult existing customer uh-huh. and uh and so i'm I'm sitting here thinking like I don't know if I want this guy to be my customer, and he sent me this email with like highlights on the email and bold and underlines of all these things, and just like super asked for a a, a discount and at this point, I think he's ready to sign up, and I think I just don't want him as a customer. Yeah. For that reason, I think sometimes you get bad customers that spoil, in your case, like a group, or for me, like the dynamic with me and a team. And I think there's some people that you just don't want. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not worth it. We have, in my day job, we've, we have fired customers, and it's, but it's been rare. But it's been obvious, like, if everybody had an uneasy feeling going into, like, a sales meeting about this customer, and they were already kind of, you know... Um, a trouble to deal with, you know, just in getting proposals across and statements of work and things like that. It never got better. I've never seen one get better. Right. And so my initial reaction was like, you know, I don't know if I need the business this bad. And you and I talked about it then. And then I kind of did it anyway, just thinking, you know, I'm early. Paul Graham says do things that don't scale. And I don't know, it's not working out too well. Mm, Interesting. The other, the other issue I have um, at MicroConf, I, 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 as part of the microcomp sponsorship that mastermind jam did, I gave away three free mastermind, uh, matches. So, uh, Mike, um, Tabor did a drawing of three microconf attendees. And then I gave him the, the details. It's basically a coupon code to get the match for free. And of those three people that got a free match, um, two actually responded to me. And only one of them actually signed up. And that guy that signed up also, fl- he was the first person to flake on his group. Mm. So it's like, that wasn't a good thing, right? Do you think, uh, well, I guess I would say probably not, right? Do you think it was worth what you paid or uh, doesn't sound like it's paying off now, what, a few weeks after MicroConf, right? Well, well let me, as far as weeks after MicroConf, no, there's, there's no carry on benefit. Yeah. Um, the run up to MicroConf, there was a benefit. So the actual signups, so in addition to the free memberships that were raffled away, I also gave away three of these cardboard folding stand-up desks from Aura Stand um, to those people. In addition to all Microsoft ticket hold or Microsoft, MicroConf ticket holders, I gave it a, a coupon code for $25 off a match. So that was actually really lucrative. That drove sales in March. So when tickets were announced and people purchased and the email went out about that, that was pretty much March revenue right there. Mm-hmm. So, um, just in that month alone, um, I quadrupled my, my, um, I got four X return on my money. That's huge. That's fantastic. So then. that was good. Yeah, that was great. But in April, there was a few signups leading up to microconf a couple days after microconf, there was a, a few signups at lower levels. Um, so that was about a quarter of the revenue in April, uh-huh. which is good, you know? So about two weeks after microconf, all that kind of trickled away and, and, and tailed off. And then the signups were at full price. People had forgotten all about the coupon code, which actually is still out there. You know, people can still use it if they want to. Yeah. Don't tell too many people about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at this point I need traffic. I need bodies to, f- to fill groups, um, more than I need the revenue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, I don't want to get in a situation where I've got people waiting around for a group that I can't fill that I eventually just have to give them their money back. How long is it taking for you to fill a group right now? Um, right now it's about, um, the longest person that's still waiting has been waiting for two weeks. Okay. Um, a bigger problem. When do you I- expect them to be able to get matched? Well, it's depending on traffic. 
I've yeah. had zero signups in the last 10 days. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's alarming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, and then to have a group basically just self-destruct and, you know, um, two people in there ask for a refund is it's, it's, and if potentially the whole group disbands, that's a $2,000 swing on that level group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which it, that's a month of revenue for me, because <laughs> I, you know, I've only just recently bro- broached um, two thousand dollars a month. Um, yeah, and it's so ridiculously low the monthly revenue that I don't mind sharing it. The point is, it's like, like I can't invo- I can't take that money and invest in in, in paid traffic right now. Um, so any kind of traffic generation activities I do, it's coming out of my personal expense, um, you know, bank account because. I got to leave money in the business bank account in case, you know, something goes wrong in the 60 day refund window Yeah, with these people. It's a huge swing. It's a huge potential swing on these bigger groups. How are you feeling, uh, about the long-term potential of the business at this point? Um, so I got called out by one of my customers. He emailed me, he responded to one of my Friday dispatches and said, you know, it's probably not the best idea to go on your podcast and tell people that you're thinking of killing killing the business at the same time you want people to sign up for your business and i understand that i get it i'm trying to be as candid and open and honest as as i can be on the podcast because selfishly it's it's really my outlet for for kind of thinking through these things out loud yeah um the long-term prospects aren't fantastic so i've got some votes of confidence from a lot of um a lot of great people like if you look on the, uh, the landing page now, you know, f- from the start, I kind of did this, um, guerrilla marketing effort where I just went out and found social proof that really didn't talk about mastermind jam. It just talks about the benefits of mastermind groups from famous right. people. Right. And right, I threw right. that on there without permission. I put the, use their pictures and quotes without permission. And I just figured if somebody dislikes it, they'll bitch at me and I'll take it down. And so, uh, you know, a year on after I've launched that page, I reached out to a few of them. Specifically, I reached out to Rob Walling and I said, hey, hey, man, um, I've been using your picture in this quote for, you know, a year. Well, since Mastermind Jam launched. So it'd be cool if I got like if I could ask you for like an actual quote about Mastermind Jam. And if you're not comfortable with that, um, maybe just a quote telling me um, the benefits that you see from a well-matched Mastermind group. You know, he's, he's always really gracious. So he came back with a fantastic, um, um, quote and vote of confidence for me. And I put a new quote on the landing page, like right under the pricing. So I'm, I'm pretty thrilled about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and basically the quote from Rob was uh, mastermind jam is now the only service that I recommend for people to find a mastermind group, which is huge. Right. Um, so long term, he had some ideas about, um, how I could do some video interviews in order to, um, just get the word out. So there are some more things I can do, but it's just looking like this isn't a problem that masses of people are clamoring to solve urgently, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. Like this is a nice to have thing. It also feels like it's a, um, it's kind of the first thing that gets dropped when time gets tight or money gets tight. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Hey, I'll be right back, man. Okay. You there, man? Yeah. Jeez, sorry. <laughs> Got to get the old uh, European adapter going. Oh, dude, it's all kinds of messed up. So I have a, I have an adapter to adapt my computer charger to the European cable, which yeah. is like two, just two straight prongs, right? Right. But we're in Ireland, which I thought would have been like European, but it's like England. So <laughs> it's like two kind of horizontal and then one vertical in a triangle pattern. Yes. 
So we had bought like a adapter set, uh, but then I had to convert my computer charger back to American to plug it into the adapter, to plug it into the thing, and just fucking cluster, man. This is... (laughs) um, You'll be a pro at this in like a week, though. Well, yeah, it's but but it's just difficult, man. I mean, like, um, I don't want to get side. I'd love to talk more about my trip, but we'll, I want to finish what we were talking about um, with with your stuff. But you, you know, I think that um, well, first, I mean, it's super gracious for Rob to to give you some advice and some insights on you know what you could be doing better or different. Um, but I do think, like you said, it is a a, a sort of nice to have thing that if money or business uh, or, or time is tight, that it will be kind of the, one of the first things to go. It's also something that not every even entrepreneur feels like they need. Um, yep. yep, that's true. I, I mean, it's funny. Like, I, I need, I definitely need a mastermind group, and I need it for different reasons than a lot of people probably. But um, I think I could get away with not having one pretty decently, you know? Yep. Um, and I think that if you if you've been established for a while even – that you know your business so well that getting into your business every week is it, it might have uh like decremental returns um in yeah. a way yeah uh, unless you're like working on new ways to scale and stuff like that i think just hearing the same hearing people tell you how to solve your problems the same way all the time is <laughs> i don't know a, a little frustrating maybe even but um yeah unless you're starting up too a lot of businesses just don't change much from week to week Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Still working on that. Yeah. Still got the same employees. Yeah. Yeah. Still have the same fucking problem, but, um, yeah, it's a week later. Yeah. It's a week later and it's still kind of the same problem. It's nice to hear different perspectives for sure. Especially in the first, like 70% of your growth, you know, so you start plateauing, um, or, or coming to stasis of some sort, but, um, anyway, so, well, so, you know, from what you've, you've sort of seen and learned, from mastermind jam uh what what is uh something that you're interested in if you're looking at something else or what would what would another business or product look like well a criteria i have it has to be a problem that businesses are looking to solve right so i personally don't want to make like a video game app for kids or you know things like that i want to find a business problem that businesses will pay money to solve and unfortunately, where we are in the maturity of the internet is a lot of those key problems, there are solutions for, right? So you're left with the option of finding a product out there that does, you know, that has a few features that are lacking that you can jump in on or that are just not well done or that are getting old and the, and the owners are refusing to update it. Um, so look for market gaps in an in existing mature uh, market. Um, is is kind of something I've been I've been thinking a lot about. You know, so uh, th- this concept of like um, specific niches, I think, it, it, like creating an existing product for a specific niche. You know, mm-hmm. like project management for plumbers. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I think that that's so difficult. I was talking to a buddy of mine who works uh, for Akamai. You know, the the CDN. Uh, you know, yeah, company yeah, distribution yeah. company. Yeah, they're huge. And I was, uh, yeah, huge. And he's super smart, like a Linux guy. And, and you know, so he's talking. I was talking to him about it. I was like, "Hey, what do you think about getting into doing this and stuff?" It's like right before we left, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I could totally build something." I mean, he works in C and C C plus plus a lot, and all this like really advanced programmer. He works like on the Linux kernel directly and stuff. Um, but he was like, "I think it would be so hard to make a product for any industry other than your own." 
uh, and I thought it was interesting as a as a an outsider to to the bootstrap kind of world to say, you know, a, a CMS tool for plumbers or a project management tool for travel agents it is is a tough thing for a lot of people to try and make and understand the the real root problem of. Yeah. Um, I think I think scratching your own itch or eating your own dog food or whatever it is 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 a pretty good way to go um, for a lot of people. Yeah. I think I think it definitely you solve the problem of understanding the market immediately. And I think if you don't understand the market, you, your chances of creating something nobody wants is pretty good. Yeah, I I also I think there's nuances to what you just said though, right? It's not an either or. Either you don't make a product or you build one that scratches your itch. I think you can still approach niches and industries that are not familiar to yours if you've exhausted all avenues on what you just said, right? Yeah, so yeah, for sure. For, for Like for an instance, what I'm most familiar with is like the issues that programmers and managers and consulting firms and um, like technology e-commerce businesses deal with that are related to healthcare and healthcare laws. But the problem with that is, and I could, I can think of three or four different products I would build that could fit into, for example, if you're going to make an e-commerce store that sells walkers to old people and you know, you're going to get a list of insured people from blue cross and blue shield that need walkers. And you're going to fulfill these things, right? It sounds like an easy business to build. Yeah. Um, the issue with that is all of the HIPAA stuff that surrounds that it makes it really cost prohibitive to enter that market. Even if it's a lucrative and high margin market, which a lot of healthcare isn't as high margin as one would believe, but the, and getting worse every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the, um, but the problem is you have to have such deep pockets to pay for the auditors and the lawyers and the high price sysops, um, and the high price server farms that have passed these, um, um, compliance hurdles that it's not bootstrappable, right? Um, it may be fundable, sure, but it's not bootstrappable. Um, so <laughs> scratching my own itch there, it's just like, it just feels like a dead end, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I guess I'm just not in a place to, uh, to look an investor in the eye and say, oh yeah, I'm ready to give hundred percent of my time and energy, energy to making sure you get a return on your investment. Because the truth of the matter is I've got kids and I've got a day job, you know? I am not the ramen profitable 20 something that can just live in an apartment <laughs> with four other guys in San Fran and, and just make it work. Right. Yeah. So I'm not your ideal Y Combinator dude. <laughs> so then I'm left with, well, okay, let's look for, you know, I, I don't know what else to call it. The shoulder niches, like things that are ancillary to what I do. Um, you know, like tech tools or coding tools or SQL server management tools or things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then you, then I go to industries that I ha- I'm familiar with just by virtue of customer contact. Right. So I have customers that are in various niches that I can approach because I've spent years d- diving deep into the problem areas. It's not exactly scratching my own itch, but I just have experience doing the consulting in those fields. Yeah. So I yeah. guess, I guess that's where I've moved out to. So no, I'm not exactly scratching my my own itch, and it's not exactly a problem I have day in and day out that I need to solve. But I still have enough experience. I think um, I think I can I can make a good effort in in some other areas. Nice, nice. Well, good. Yeah, I, I I know you're not ready to totally move on from Mastermind Jam, and I don't think you should be. But um, nice to be thinking about 
what the next move and and look might might be. Yeah, I you know in the Friday Dispatch newsletter that I put out on Fridays, I I, I posted a link to an article um, where the guy uses the phrase "shields are down," right? Kind of like Star Trek, "shields are down, you're vulnerable." You know, a lot of times if you're just like starting a brand new job or you're starting a brand new startup, your shields are up. You're not willing to think of any other outside ideas. You're not willing to consider another job or even, you know, go have lunch with somebody who's recruiting another. You don't want to hear any of that shit, right? You're focused. And I think right now my shields are down, right? Mm -hmm. Mastermind Jam is the point where it's automated, except for some, you know, onesie twosie customer support issues, maybe one a week at this point. Um, I don't touch it. I don't need to touch it. Right. Stripe yeah, handles great. the payment. Um, the matches are automated. Um, if somebody wants to be rematched, I click a button. Um, it's, it's really simple. Now there's a lot of things I could add to mastermind jam that would upset that apple cart. Right. So if I add in a membership area, now I'm going to have to be, um, really involved again. And so part of my hesitation in doing that is weighing what the possible outcome could be of that. I hear, um, you know, on other podcasts, people giving advice of, well, don't add membership and don't add community to your site unless you've got two or 3000 engaged, you know, fans that will, that will, you know, communicate there. Otherwise it's just a ghost town, tumbleweeds, no one will go there and it's just a drag and you're going to have a high churn. Mm -hmm. So that kind of dissuades me from adding any kind of membership features, even though I've had five or 10 people say that that would be helpful, right? Yeah. And, yeah. but since I have a max of what, just under 400 customers right now, um, I don't think I'm there yet where on a day in and day out basis, that would be a useful resource. The world right. doesn't just need one more discussion forum, one more place to log into. No. Yeah. It's tough. I yeah. mean, I, I'm a member of two and I don't really go to either of them on a regular basis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, and so I have to think, well, I'm, I'm in a good place with mastermind jam where I've got a little bit of time back to, uh, first of all, repair some frayed relationships with my family <laughs> for the effort I've been putting in with Mastermind Jam. But, uh, you know, buy the wife some roses every now and again. Um, let her get her eyebrows whacked. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm being kind no, of glib no about comment. it. But, no but, comment. But yeah, there's, there's, you know, seriously, she's, you know, my wife has put up with a lot. So it's, it's great to repay her. <clears throat> she's trying to start a business of her own now. So it's, it's been fun to kind of help her out with that. That's cool. That's but, cool. Yeah. I saw your post on Instagram. That was nice. Yeah. So if, um, you know, in, in with having mastermind jam be a little bit more in maintenance mode, I won't call it maintenance mode, but it's, it's more automated right now. I can, I can just, I have time to step back and really see the forest instead of the trees. Yeah. So that's a good place yeah. to be in. Good. That's great, man. That's fantastic. I think that's a, that's a, Good place to be, just like you said. It's a great place to be for you. Yeah. So there's there's no immediate like um, hangman's uh, noose over Mastermind Jam. There's no guillotine or anything like that. I'm not going to shoot it in its head. It can keep doing what's doing. Um, I need to find a way to drive more traffic to it. Um, but I'm not willing to spend 60 hours a week doing that right now. Yeah. Nice. So how's podcast motor, especially with your move to Europe? How's the time change affecting your communications oh, with your team. Man, it's great. <laughs> it's it's better now? Well, so so we were uh I was pretty much on vacation last week, right? Yeah. Um we went to the beach and yeah, didn't I was loving work. the beach photos on Instagram. Yeah, didn't work a lot to be honest. Just a couple hours in the evening and like an hour in the morning. Okay. And it was fine. It was fine. I mean, that kind of got me through what I need and that's about what I was working before. Um, you know, with the job. So that was really nice. Um now, 
uh, I worked for like four or five hours over the weekend when I was at my parents' house. And then now uh, I'm five hours ahead of Eastern time here in Ireland. Okay. And it's awesome. So like we're still jet lagged. So I got up at like 1030 this morning. Okay. And which is five, right? 530 Eastern time. I had a couple shows I needed to upload, had a bunch of emails, got them all done before anybody was awake, right? Right, um, right. Here in the house or or in the States. And it was, you know, a great way to like set the tone for the day because I was ahead of things, um, which I never got before with the day job. I was like out the door, answered a couple emails like in the car or something stupid and I did all my work at night. So now I'm like, you know, it's seven o'clock here right now, p.m., and it's two o'clock at Eastern time in the States. Like I'm able to be like, we just got home from like sightseeing all day. So I did like three hours of work in the morning. Maybe I'll do another hour around now. And then I'll do another hour, like 10 o'clock PM maybe. And like, just kind of keep up with things. Um, But it's, it's really nice to be so far ahead. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, the, our producer, Becky was like, I feel like I'm late for work every day is what she said. She's like, (laughs) you're getting all this stuff done before I even get in in the morning. You have all these messages for me. I was like, yeah, it's great. I, I mean, we're sleeping in and I'm getting up and doing work before the family really is. And even like when we're not jet lagged and everybody's sleeping late, I'll just be able to, because I have the time now to say, okay, I need two hours in the morning, you guys can watch a movie or go to the park or whatever. And I'll meet, meet up with you guys later. Still have like five hours with the family in the middle of the day yeah. and then sprinkle in an hour in the evening somewhere. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. We've, I've had two phone calls each day now. Um, and, uh, the internet here in, in our apartment is pretty good. Um, so, so that's been good, but I've had to take two calls kind of out and about. So that's been kind of challenging, but that's just a, a function of, me being greedy with my time a little bit. Like I, I took a call from a Burger King today. <laughs> they have like, they have Wi-Fi everywhere here. Um, yeah. So almost every store has their own Wi-Fi, um, which is cool for like cell phone data usage and stuff. But uh, so far, so good, man. I mean, it's, um, you know, Podcast Motor sees some of the scaling challenges that Mastermind Jam does, I think. Um and, and we've talked about it a ton of times. I know just about the the, the linear scaling, and, and might not even be linear with with a service business. Um, but we're we're doing about the same as we did last month um, overall, and uh, and that's fine. I mean, one of the things that I really am trying to be conscious of right now is not going crazy while we're on this trip, at least at the beginning, until I really understand what's going on. So I'm not like doing any kind of outreach. I'm not actively trying to get new customers we get a couple new customers in every month just by you know virtue of referrals in our name and stuff like that but um i I, i'm i'm trying to kind of just see how everything shakes out with with being gone from the day job and and everything and kind of see how it goes at least for the first couple weeks at least um and then really try and ramp up some marketing efforts or really try to optimize the business and stuff but right now i'm just kind of just trying to keep pace with things yeah. a little. So, but the time zone thing has been fine. I mean, I do all my work in the afternoon, really, um, which is fine. It gives me all morning pretty much to do things I need to do for the business and and you know get things ready for the team. Yeah, I would think you'd have to be happy with the pace of your growth, right? You don't need to 10x every month. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a service business at the end of the day, so you have to have managed growth. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we had crazy growth, it would be a problem. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, a couple new customers a month. I'm happy with, you know, we, we lose a customer every month maybe. Yeah. So, um, just because, you know, people don't want to do a show anymore or whatever, but, um, that's fine. It's good. Usually service businesses that have crazy growth do it at the expense of customer relationships. And, and so you see really disgruntled and unhappy customer feedback everywhere if you're yeah. going too fast. Yeah. And we've been there. We've been there. We've, we've tried to add like seven or eight new customers in a month and yeah. I just can't do it. Everybody so, stretch you thin. Yeah. 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 So, but, um, but it's good. We had a team call on Monday, um, which here's a tip for everybody. If you're about to leave the country for six months, don't have two hour long phone calls the day you're leaving. Um, oh, man. Your, your wife will not be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it was great. We had a team call. It was like the first team-wide call we've had. So it was really cool. Uh, we have a couple new people uh, on, the, on the team that were able to kind of chat about things and get to meet people. Got some really good feedback from the team. Um, some of it was, I don't want to say critical because the team is great and very supportive. And, and really, I think everybody likes working uh, as part of the team. But, you know, some people said, hey, you know, we really need more of this or really would be great to have more of that. And some of it was very legitimate. Some of it was just pie in the sky stuff, you know, like, Hey, why can't we mix every show the same? Why can't all the show notes look exactly the same? And I'm like, well, cause people want different things. And I think, I think that's relatively fair, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the call was really good and, um, it was nice to, nice to get everybody on the same page and, and kind of get a chance to chat. I took some things away that I, think i need to do to, to kind of optimize and, and get the business all set um but uh yeah i mean podcast motor is is going good right now that's cool yeah yeah so um trying to uh yeah just trying to trying to settle in a little bit i think you know with with not having a job and traveling it's like two transitions at once which i think um is fine you know it's it's maybe not optimal but it's it's almost better to have both transitions at once so i can kind of just get used to it yes um yeah but uh yeah i think i think it's it's going good i feel i feel good about it and i think i'm able to deliver for our customers so you know overall it's it's good um and the trip so far is is gone really good i mean we got in uh we took like the red eye monday night so we got in a day ago pretty much um a day and a half ago and uh, it, it's it's cold and rainy here, right? So it's like you know, it's the UK, right? So or Ireland, and yeah, it's just the it's how their weather is. So, um, but yeah, the kids are doing good. We spent most of the day today, kind of out and about, um, and they're enjoying it. It's you know, Dublin's a big city, so there's traffic and people everywhere and stuff, and they really coped really well. Um, I, I think we try are going to try to spend about a half a day out and about in a half a day just letting them play here at the house or go to a park and just let them play or something and let them you know be kids we're not going to stick them in museums and stuff um you know all day every day but um yeah like we're going to one of the cathedrals here has like a a kids workshop or something tomorrow so we're gonna take them there and let them do like stained glass work or something oh wow that's rad yeah 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 so that kind of stuff and 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 as we get more settled I think that it will be easier for Amanda to take the kids to do some of that stuff. Um, yeah. Once she so knows her I way can, around and feels comfortable. Yeah. So that I can kind of get some work done and so that we can have other family time later. Um, and I think that's kind of the plan is, uh, especially when we're more settled. So, so from here, we're like five days here and three days in Galway at the sheep farm and then go to Spain. And we're two weeks in Madrid. 
two weeks straight. And, and so, you know, after a couple of days, she'll really have a feel for kind of where we are and everything. And then I, it gives me like a good week and a half to where I'll feel comfortable saying, okay, you can go, you know, for a couple hours, I'll meet up with you later, or I'm going to go to a co-working space and, and get some work done. I'll meet up with you guys in the afternoon. Um, you know, this week and a half that we're here, I, I think is kind of just, you know, keeping up with things um, and, and spending a lot of time with the family. I was showing my wife your Instagram account, and um, her question was, how are you guys handling education? I know summer's coming up, so that's not going to be a huge thing. But And my daughter's only in preschool. She's five. Um, we don't really have to worry about school until August. My daughter already is saying, like, I want to go to preschool, um, which is just hilarious. My son, I don't think, would ever say that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's um, from from that respect, I think, in the back of our minds, we're saying, like, Oh man, we thought we had like the rest of the year to do the trip. Maybe we only have like three and a half months, which is fine. You know, it's fine. Or, you know, three months, I guess, to, yeah. to, to get somewhere that we want to be by August uh, so that she can start kindergarten. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um, after a little more time here and then like a little time in Spain, what we think of trying to stay here, you know, yeah. um, and, and what that would look like. It, it would be expensive uh and and kind of tough to do but i think it definitely is an option um so you know if that's going to be the case we got to think about all the logistics behind it but um yeah i'll tell you man one of the things that we're finding is that some things are are very cheap over here um like the cost of living in in dublin is like real estate is very expensive but but like food is like totally cheap like went to lunch today for the four of us for night dollars wow wow yeah yeah so it was like and, and with you know me having a drink yeah it was crazy yeah uh but like real estate is just insane like, i don't you just can't like a lot of people don't own houses in europe so i don't remember the last time i took my family out to eat ever it was less than 40 bucks yeah maybe maybe like a quick trip through a subway or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy <clears throat> it's crazy so but yeah man it's um it's 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 a lot of change all at once, and it's almost good to have all that change all at once because it, it really just lets me think about exactly what I want. You know, I have my time now, um, and we've saved up enough money to where I don't worry about money for the next, you know, handful of months. Um, so, like, you really start getting greedy with exactly what you want. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like the customer that I think we just don't want. I think I'm just going to say no. Like, I don't need that customer and what I think that headache is going to be. Yeah. Um, and so that that takes you know two hundred dollars in profit a month away from podcast motor then that's that's fine i think you know um we'll get another good customer the one thing i do like about a service business the customers don't depend on each other one thing i really don't like about mastermind jam is for instance the customer i chased if i had held out and not pursued that customer then there would be a group of three people still looking for four yeah you know what i mean yeah you have a, a a problem similar to a marketplace. Yeah, and that's a factor of traffic, obviously. You know, if I had, you know, 10 times the traffic, I, maybe that's not an issue. But um, it was really a factor. It's like I felt I couldn't turn down a customer because I've got three customers that they need a group, and I felt he would be a good addition. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that that's that's a huge drawback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, I envied the time that you've that you've won. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't not to rub it in, but yeah, it's it's uh right now at least it's worth the uh, the long nights that, you know, yeah. we've both had over the last year or so. Um and I know that there'll be a time when we do get settled where I'll be putting in the hours again. Um and, you know, have 
money problems and all the other stuff. But right now, it's it's pretty nice. Um, and I think if we're smart about it, it, you know, none of that stuff will really come to a head. Yeah. Um, I, I think I can be smart about this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day when there's no more long nights. <laughs> and then yeah. it's just a matter of turning some dials to figure out how to scale and, uh, you know, grow the business rather than not have the business die in the vine. <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know, when I'm seeing the bank account, you know, you know, in the four figures and under, um, it, it scares me, you know, cause you, you have to stay solvent. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's definitely not providing for me or my family anyway. It's just providing for itself, you know, for hosting and support and things like, that. yep. I'm looking forward to it. So I think, um, you've, you've kind of given me renewed drive that I need. <laughs> I need to remember what the vision is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think that you gotta, you gotta do something that can provide that out for you, right? You gotta provide, and and we've talked about this offline a little bit. You gotta, you gotta just make something, uh, or create a service or whatever that just puts money in the bank. It doesn't have to be like the noblest cause or the coolest solution or, or whatever. I think this idea of like iterating on an existing product in a market that may be a little underserved is a really great approach. I mean, I look at, you look at Drip and Nathan Berry and, you know, like they've done a similar thing that a lot of other really big companies have done. They did a little different way. They marketed it really well and it's super successful. So I think, you know, as I look at like past podcast motor, I would do the same thing. I would say, okay, not email marketing because I think it's it's been done pretty well at this point. But like what other thing out there for – and I like working in the digital marketing space – is out there that you can do that's similar but not totally different that would let you see that just crazy growth that yeah. those guys see. I had intense debates with people at MicroConf about this issue. You know, some people are completely advocating the stair step. You you mentioned Nathan Berry and like ConvertKit, but you know, don't forget his ebooks and training courses and things before that that freed him from the day job so he could work on things like convert kit, you know, yeah. his authority book and course, you know, and yeah, he had to, he had to keep launching it cause the sales would taper off, but he had something that he could leverage there that won him his time freedom. And <clears throat> so there's a, there's a benefit to the stair step, right? So yeah, every launch might've been eight or 10,000. It's 10, not 000. just, it's not just time freedom, man. It's, it's mental yeah. capacity. Yeah. It's the biggest thing I've noticed. I don't work any more than I did before. But I don't have 8,000 things going on in my head, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I, I have two or three, and they're not, you know, sort of overly difficult to, to figure out at this point. Um, and just my perspective on all that is so clear that – and that's why I think I'm so picky. Like this customer, I never would have thought about this before. It would have just been like, here's a sign-up page. Go for it. Now I'm like, is this what I want? What direction do I really want to take? the business in terms of how we grow and some of those things that you don't appreciate until you have that mental space. Yeah. Um, it's huge. It might be the biggest thing. Looking forward Um, to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think in terms of recording the show, I think that we can make it work. It might not be every week. Um, but you know, my evenings like this, if it works for you some, to to take a bit of time out of work um i'd love to keep it going to to kind of keep up with everything okay yeah um we'll just have to schedule it where i take like a late lunch or something like that like we did today yeah and um 
work it in. So this is like when, when we started, it was like 630 for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I can make that work. Okay. Let's, uh, let's see how it goes. I think, I think it's worth giving a shot for sure. Well, the nice thing about this time of day for me, the house is quiet. There's no, there's no kids yeah. running around and yeah. you know, I don't have to whisper to the wife's upstairs or anything like that. So right. I do like that. Right. Right. Good. Good. Cool, man. All, All right. right. Well, um, I will, uh, you know, let's, let's talk, plan on talking next week or so. Okay, cool. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks. All right. Cool. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. To stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup, visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.